Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at CelebrationORL.org. Folks, when you hear that jingle, you know what time it is. It's <laughs> After the Message. <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you're new to uh, this podcast or maybe you stumbled upon it, you are on the Celebration Church Orlando podcast, and this is After the Message. Um, simply, it's just a time where we talk about the previous Sunday sermon, and uh, we hope it encourages you to do the same thing. My name is Nate, uh, and today, making her After the Message debut... <laughs> Welcome to After the Message, Hope. Thank you so much. How I feel doing? like I'm good. I feel like this is like a first time caller, long time listener <laughs> situation. <laughs> I love it. Honored to be here. <laughs> good deal. Hope for maybe the people um, who don't know, why don't you give a little bit of insight into what you do here at Celebration Church? And uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm over our serving teams. Um, so all of our volunteers serving, just helping them get on board. And it's awesome just getting to know them and, and see how well people care for our church. I'm blown away. Mm. Um, I'm also over care. So when people reach out for help for different things, um, I help to kind of connect them with the resource or a person to help get them through that season. And then I help with Equip as well, which we just kind of had our first Equip night a couple weeks ago. First Equip Um, in a while. Yeah, which is great, which was awesome. So we're looking forward to more of those for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hope is basically like if you need a next step in in the church, like you talk to Hope about it, right? Because she's able to point you to a plethora of different options and so uh thankful for you but hope how long have you been a part of celebration orlando gosh it's been a while right it has been a while like i want to say goodness let's see so we just celebrated our seventh Mm -hmm. anniversary and i remember i think i had just been able to start coming more when we celebrated our second anniversary okay Five so years, I guess five years. Five Simple math, yeah. Um, and you you started serving shortly after, is that correct? Or yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Started serving. Um, well, actually, not too not too shortly after. Okay. I had a work schedule that was really difficult. Okay. I pretty much had to work on Sundays after service, and then I would close work to like one a.m. the night before. So I was like, okay, I don't know that I can sacrifice and get there early. Yeah. So I remember I signed up for two mission trips um, oh, okay. and did two different ones, and that was Where'd really- you go? Um, first one went to Nicaragua and then the second one went to Uganda, both of which were incredible, but I feel like I just had to do that because I was like, I am not allowing time for God Mm -hmm. in my life. And like, I just need to commit to this. And then after that, someone encouraged me to audition for worship. So started doing that after I went to Uganda. Nice. What, um, we'll get to, we'll get to the message portion here in a second, but through your mission trips, like what were maybe one or two things that you just you walked away with and stuck oh, with you, man. or two things maybe you learned or you didn't know about yourself or you didn't know about the world, like oh goodness, or maybe just one thing. Hmm. Maybe I two. mean, I think it's always amazing to go somewhere and see the ministries and the organizations that are already 
like on the ground doing so much. Mm. So it's incredible to be able to see what they're doing and just help to support them. Because I mean, there are people who are giving everything every single day and that's incredible. Mm. And then I also think it's amazing how when you're on a missions trip, like you just have this expectancy for God to move. And I feel like we should have that every day. And so Mm. it's a good reminder, but Mm. it's not always natural. But when you're on that trip, you know, you don't have any distractions. You're not thinking about other things. And so you're just so expectant for God to move. And Mm. so I think like learning to begin to carry that with me in my normal life was a huge, huge takeaway. And you just threw up a softball for me to knock this segue out of the park. (laughs) Do it. Because (laughs) that's exactly what we're, we're talking about. Uh, with the second sign in our in mm-hmm. our sign series that we're doing, an, an immersive series through the Gospel of John, and we're talking about the miracles that that Jesus did, seven unique miracles that are recorded only in this gospel, and mm-hmm. um, and and we're calling it, and it's even referred to in the Bible as signs because it points to Jesus as being God, the Messiah, the Promised One, um, and this this second sign uh, in particular shows the expectancy of someone and then Jesus showing up. So kind of like you were referring to with your, yeah. with your missions trip. Um, but, but first, before we kind of get into a little bit more detail about that, what, you know, we've been going through this journal every day together uh, as a church and, and it's been, it's been fruitful and it's been, um, it's been challenging and it's just been fun to, to be a mm-hmm. part of something like this as, as a church yeah. family. So, um, what so far has kind of been maybe something that stuck out to you or been your favorite part about the journal that we're doing? I think it was just great to kind of like interrupt my normal routine in regards to the way that Vinny and the team wrote this journal and just the reflections in it, even in like, okay, paraphrase this or mm-hmm. come up with a new title for this passage. Like, I love that because I would not normally do that. Mm-hmm in my time reading the word. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like it really does just open up new ways for you to think about things. Yeah. So I've enjoyed that. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, like you said, it's definitely good to, to disrupt the norm sometimes Mm -hmm. because we can, especially in something like a a personal devotion, you can kind of become complacent and check the box and stuff. So this has been a good, not only a good resource for people maybe starting this journey for the first time in their lives, but mm-hmm. people who have been doing it for a while, they're able to to have a, a fresh perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I love it. Let, let's talk about Sunday in particular. Let's talk about, you know, specifically Sunday and, and Pastor Petey being here. What do you think of Pastor oh, Petey? He's so awesome. He's so great. Like, I kind of like... <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say this. I feel bad when I describe him to people because I'm like, he's so funny. Like if he wasn't a pastor, he could be a comedian. But I like mean it in the best way. I don't mean to like sound like I'm discrediting who he is. Like, but he just has, I think that's unique. Like Mm. you don't see that in the church world a lot of times. You know, you see more serious disposition and he has that when he needs to have it. But he also just brings something different to the table. And I think it's just so fun. It's, he did a phenomenal job and he's also so smart like yeah. that's the cool thing is he's so funny but then he also you know has all this like scholarly wisdom and you're <laughs> like okay you're just unexpected and i love it <laughs> uh, was that the first time that you'd heard him because that was the I, first time for me yeah that's the first time i'd heard him like do a do a sermon so yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I'd it heard him great. in staff settings and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but but never uh, never like actually heard him preach. So yeah, it was awesome. Unique style, great perspective. Mm-hmm. Like you said, um, you know, <laughs> Pastor Keith does a really good job at providing context, and and I think that's one thing that uh, perhaps the modern um, the modern teaching is lacking a little bit. Yeah. Um, Pastor Keith does that really well, but Pastor Petey did a phenomenal job at, mm-hmm. at going a little bit deeper. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was, when I was thinking about what are we going to talk about on after the message is like Pastor Petey covered it all, but yeah, <laughs> I know he really did. <laughs> but, uh, it, it was, uh, it was super beneficial even for me, you know, to learn. And I can, I'm obviously not in the, uh, the doctorate, uh, stage of, of further education, but I'm definitely in school now. So it kind of, um, it kind of gave me something to look forward to. Like, man, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to learn about this stuff. And who knew that there was a study on sin? Who knew? <laughs> and that, that he's chosen like, to do his PhD on this. He needs to come back and do another, like, I need to hear like a. You know what? He needs to do an equip night. <gasps> yes. That's what he needs to do. Yes, he does. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Maybe we can hook him up with yeah. some Disney tickets or something to yeah. entice him to come down. We'll do what we need to do. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I hadn't ever really heard the the passage put this way at the beginning, but it, he he mentioned how it's one of the most controversial, or arguably the most controversial of the miracles, mm-hmm. um, which which was interesting to me. Um, but his, I I loved what he said about, um. You know, when he was a youth pastor, he would always say, all right, guys, when your parents pick you up and ask you what you learn, here's what you tell them. And so he gave it to us right off the bat. And I bet those parents were impressed, too. I would be impressed. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, wow, they actually learned something. But, you know, it's like the teacher giving you the answers to the test. But he said at the beginning, this was kind of set the precedent for the entire message, was genuine signs yield genuine faith. Mm-hmm. Genuine signs yield genuine faith, and, and so what he kind of juxtap- juxtaposed, juxta- why can't I say that word? What he compared that to mm-hmm. uh, was the Greek uh, understanding of signs and wonders equaling magic, right? Yeah, and, and how that was basically a business model um, to try and push agendas just by doing magic, and and so he compared that to to this is not magic. This is actually miraculous, and, and there's a difference. Did you f- yeah. find that distinction interesting at all? I really did, especially because, and I mean, I can certainly do better with, like, when you're bringing up, you know, historical context, mm-hmm. you really don't think about that. Like, oh, wow, these people, sometimes their expectation was just through magic, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. It's just interesting to to think about that, and especially back then, how serious some of them may have taken it, you right. know. So I hadn't really ever thought about that, but it yeah, it was really interesting. And, and I think one of the the great way that he tied it in too was how in our modern context we can still be looking for the mm-hmm. same thing from God. Yeah, and he shared that incredible story and heartbreaking story too. But as it, you know, his mm-hmm. father uh, passing unexpectedly, and then wanting a sign from God, that just seemed a little bit more like a magic trick than it would be yeah. a miracle. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like we're all guilty of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've done it. I've yeah. done. I mean, it wasn't in a heartbreaking situation, but I think like probably everyone and you see it even in movies too where people are like god i I just need a sign i need Mm -hmm. a sign and 
I think sometimes, yes, that could happen, you know, as we're talking about when there is faith attached to it. Yeah. But I think we're all guilty of just asking for it. But it is truly asking for magic, which mm. is so silly mm. when you really think about it. Uh, do you think it has anything to do with we're we're not good? And I don't know if anybody in any generation ever was, mm-hmm. but we're not really good at suffering. Right. Oh, yeah. Like. We love our comfort. We love mm-hmm. things to be exactly how they are, how we want them to be. We can right. pretty much customize our entire lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the advancements in technology. Yeah. And so anything hard or difficult or trial comes our way, it's mm-hmm. like, God, get me out of this. Get me out of this. Get me out yeah. of this. And one thing that I think Pastor Keith has reiterated uh, to me several times and something that I've kind of taken away from him is, you know, what what can we learn through this? Like, how right. can we grow through these types of things? Exactly. Has there ever been, like, times in your life where, <laughs> and you don't have to go into specific detail, but yeah. just trials where where you you look back and you go, man, I'm actually kind of thankful that I went through that because it's made me a, a better person. It's made yeah. me a stronger believer. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I have. I yeah. mean, of course, everyone's like, oh, over the past two years, everything. But sure. it's like, I mean, I lost my job and never thought I would lose my job. And I'm so thankful that I did mm-hmm. because it brought me here to be on staff and has changed my life in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's you're right. It's especially in U.S. culture. Like, I, I can't remember where I was reading recently, but they were talking about the difference that you see in prayers sometimes in U.S. versus other places. Mm. And it's exactly what you're saying. Whereas third world countries have walked through similar things to what we're experiencing with COVID. Mm. And oftentimes you see their pastors and their prayers asking for strength to get through it and asking to learn through it. Whereas in the U.S., we're experiencing that shock right now for Mm. the first time. So, I mean, exactly what you said. But... Yeah. Hmm. Um, when you were mm-hmm. going through, when you were going, experiencing that job loss, mm-hmm. the, uh, something you never thought that you would have because you had right. a, a great job at the happiest place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what, what, what were your prayers like in those moments? And what do you remember talking oh, to God about it? Like, was yes. it a lot of questioning? Was it a lot of, uh, what kind of were you talking to him yes. about? It was definitely definitely questioning um you know i had been there for 13 years and when you're used to something Mm -hmm. it's shocking when that is taken away from you you know yeah um and just asking that he leads me next where i need to be Mm. and just feeling like my faith grew exponentially because i was truly relying on god for one of the first times in my life like it's so easy to think that you have faith but when you have a some type of an unknown whether it's a loss of a job or a loved one or or something you know that will push your faith exponentially yeah and we all have different kind of understandings and mm-hmm. interpretations of what faith actually means so i i love the fact that that pastor pd uh spoke on that a little bit uh and and what you know, the Bible considers to be to be mm-hmm. true faith and comparing it to uh, the official's son being healed. And, and the official's faith was not something that was just a one and done. Right. Mm-hmm. It was something where he said, no, I believe that you are who you say that you are. 
And this is actually going to change the tra- trajectory of my entire life. Okay. But what what kind of was your background growing up and and how did you how was that how was faith expressed and were miracles a part of the th- conversations that you you and your church family had and and all that stuff because I know everybody's has a little bit of different context. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say I grew up in um more of like a kind of quieter Southern Baptist environment, I would say. Um, So, I mean, yes, we did have examples of some miracles. um, And we certainly, you know, always wanted to increase our faith. And and my parents were always diligent about, you know, praying for things and, and being faithful. But I think it's definitely different now. And as I've grown in my faith, like really thinking about, okay, what does that mean to truly believe and have faith for something that you really think may not happen like Mm -hmm. not just throwing a prayer up to god asking for it but truly believing in it Mm -hmm. and i think it was really interesting because i heard and i don't remember where i heard it um but someone was saying like when you're when you're praying small prayers you're not praying the big prayers that you you should be asking for with that kind of big faith like you're basically trying to protect God's reputation Mm. and I remember hearing that and being like oh yeah am I trying to protect God's reputation if it doesn't happen Mm. like he doesn't need that he's God like am I trying to protect my reputation to myself by not asking these and it just doesn't make sense so I think as I've gotten older I think the conversation about miracles and and more dependence on faith has become more present Mm -hmm. um And my prayers have kind of gotten bigger Mm. through the years, too. That's incredible perspective. You know, why why try and protect God's reputation? It's so silly. But it's true. Like, we all do it. And I've never really thought of it that way, to be honest with you. Because, you know, what happens if you... There's always the what if game, right? Yeah. Like, what happens if you don't see the sign? What happens if you don't see the miracle? The healing, the the breakthrough, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Um, He's still God, right? Yeah. And that's sometimes a tough pill to swallow. It is. Um, mm-hmm. That you're asking or you're needing something and perhaps it doesn't come through the way in, mm-hmm. in which you thought it was. But at the end of the day, he doesn't really need to. He doesn't owe anyone an explanation. Exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's that's really good perspective. Something something to walk away with. And a, a great um, a great book on this is actually Dangerous Prayers. Have you read that? Um, I actually have not, okay. but I went to Life Church. That was the church that kind of changed my life when I was in college. So I'm a big fan of Pastor Craig Groeschel. Yeah. So I need to read it. Yeah, he wrote a he wrote a book on that too. So definitely recommend that if uh, if you want to learn how to have your faith increase through prayer. But uh, another really really key component to this message that Pastor Petey brought was. Um, the idea around salvation mm-hmm. and we all again have different backgrounds understandings yeah. interpretations um this will be something that will be debated uh has been debated through the centuries and will continue to be until the return of christ so mm-hmm. uh but but i i think i think he hit it the nail on the head um belief is important but faith takes it to another level right right? so believing and he used the example of the demon possessed Mm -hmm. man in in mark chapter five i think Mm -hmm. and 
talking about how well the demon b- the demon wasn't saved right yeah right. like you're like oh when he said that i was like what <laughs> but you're right <laughs> he wasn't but he brought up he brought up the importance of allegiance right mm-hmm. what do you think of when you hear the word allegiance well I mean, I, I hear the Pledge of the Allegiance. The Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to my head, honestly. Yeah. But it's a profession, right? It is. It's a profession. I pledge allegiance to the flag, which yeah. think of, you know, anyways. Uh, That's true. It's so, so I think it was it was important for him to, to kind of make that that distinction, that, that salvation, yes, through the act of a belief internally and through the act of, professing with your mouth you're expressing your allegiance but it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily activating your allegiance right right so uh i i I just believe that that was a a great way for us to to dive a little bit deeper into what true faith actually is um and and i love the fact that he talked about faith being ongoing i mean how difficult how difficult can that be like a lot of times we look at these and, and think like, okay, Jesus did did the miracle, great, cool, thumbs up, walk away. But this is actually a, an ongoing process. Yeah. So, like you said, it's an activation, mm-hmm. and I love that. I love that thought, and I I feel like there's still so much more activation we can all do in our own lives. Yeah, for sure. What are um What are some things maybe after listening to to the message that that challenged you or maybe even just through this series, maybe some themes that have been coming up that, that have kind of been challenging for you through, through the book of John. Oh man. If any, maybe you just got it figured out. Hope. No, (laughs) certainly (laughs) I do not have it all figured out. Um, goodness. I mean, even though I I feel like I've already talked about it, Mm -hmm. like as far as being expectant and I, I feel like it all, truly goes together like obviously John was trying to tell us something mm. um but as far as just being expectant and helping my faith to grow mm. and just you know even when they're talking about even when um John the Baptist is just talking about okay here's who God is or who here's who Jesus is yep. this is who is coming yeah like just that reassurance of who he is and mm. just letting that soak in and just letting that activate again activate your faith in your life like activate the way God wants us to live like it's just been a great refresher for me so Mm -hmm. far but also just like another fresh start type of a feeling Mm -hmm. you know yeah for sure what um what are some have you ever I guess seen like an actual miracle take place or heard a, a testimony or a story of one that is just radical oh man i mean i know i've definitely i'd have to think about it because i'm like i know i've definitely heard stories Mm -hmm. um of healings and and different things i remember when i was younger um being at a youth service and someone had been on a mission trip somewhere it was one of the youth pastors and he talked about how something had happened and they had like a a bag of toys for these young kids like for Christmas Mm. and something had happened and all the toys had been stolen Mm. but he was saying that there were only three toys in there but as they reached into the bag more toys just kept coming out and 
I remember hearing that and honestly I I didn't know if I believed it to tell <laughs> you the truth. I know it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, there's no way. Like there's no way. You right. know, you hear things like that and it's I don't know. It's it can be hard to believe. Yeah, for sure. But we should believe it. Yeah. Because God is God. Absolutely. Like, he can make miracles happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, for me, I heard um, I heard a story of someone who, I forget, I think they were in South America. And again, you know, third world country. But um, there was actually, like, someone actually had their mm-hmm. eyes open, like blind. Wow. Blind eyes open. Like, they, someone touched their, their eyes. They had been blind since birth. And wow. had and had seen, uh, seen darkness their whole life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. I can't even imagine I, like what that would be like. No. But uh, I I do I do like the fact that the journal has pointed us in the direction of not just these massive moments, right? Right. We even had a a day where we listened to the song. You know what? Uh, you know all the, the all the little miracles mm-hmm. that that God has done for us, and I think it's important to to kind of reflect on. Even the little things that yeah. that God's blessed us with, for sure. So And acknowledging them as miracles. Right. Because I think sometimes we think a miracle can only be reaching into a bag and toys or, or someone blind being healed. But it's like, no, God's hand is in the smaller moments, and those are still miracles. Like, mm. it's important to name them and acknowledge them. Yeah. Even the fact of, of salvation, you know, I'll, oh. I often think to myself and sometimes even say out loud to myself, like, you know, if God never does anything else in my life he saved me and given me the gift mm-hmm. of eternity and that in itself is a miracle right yeah. there to be thankful for that's good so anybody that is a child of god has already seen a miracle in their yes. life whether they see a blind eye see you know a blind eyes open ever in their life mm-hmm. they see a real healing they see toys come out of a bag miraculously <laughs> it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day you know it does it's cool to see and experience but but man, like God saved you, right? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that that maybe kind of stuck out to you from from Pastor P's message, or anything that you kind of wanted to to think about or, or discuss a little bit more at all? I don't think so, because I mean, we kind of already talked about how the official was like an official of Herod, which mm-hmm. is crazy in itself. Mm-hmm. That I just think it's amazing that he would not just say okay i'm gonna try this jesus guy Mm -hmm. i'm gonna try this and see if it works like from the beginning he had already said i'm believing in jesus and i am asking him to heal my son Mm -hmm. like i think that in itself is just that's incredible yeah being in the care department i'm sure you and, and we're all obviously a part of care in some way, shape, or form. But you face it more on a daily basis, the mm-hmm. the struggle, right? You, you hear people that need God, a move of God in their life yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. First question would be, how do you how do you comfort people in those moments, right? And how do you how do you speak truth in those moments to them and help them? realize that God is still here and still yeah. with them. Like what are some things that you like to typically remind them of? Um, I mean, I think the most important thing is just first of all, listening to them because so many times people may feel lonely or they may be in a situation with their, their spouse or something where they, they're just feeling like they're not being heard. And in those times they may even doubt that God is hearing their prayers. So I think just reminding them that God hears them. He is here with you. 
he's ahead of you too he knows what's going to happen like you are not alone through this situation I think that's probably the most important thing to remind them um and I think sometimes a lot of healing can come from listening as well um when you're not trying to just impart your own wisdom on that person but letting the holy spirit take the reins Mm. you know Mm -hmm. that's what we should be doing because through that you're going to be able to strengthen their faith and and help lead them and help kind of open those doors for whatever the holy spirit wants to speak into their lives and then what are some what are some things that you do or how are you learning to um how are you learning to keep your faith strong and 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 to stay to stay focused on 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 Jesus whenever you see things happening to people you know on a daily basis and and all that you just kind of have to stay rooted in in those miracles that God has done for you Mm -hmm. and just in in your personal faith and um again we keep saying expectancy but just trying to renew that expectancy and and really asking God to heal these people Mm -hmm. um because you don't want to drag yourself down into the middle of it and be too emotional where you're not able to help them because you're too bogged down in it yourself. You right. know, you, you have to stay rooted um, in, in God and who he is. Yeah, for sure. Um, last thing, Hope. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite Disney park? Oh, man. Oh, it's a tough decision. I really love Epcot. <laughs> I love Magic Kingdom because it's a classic, but I love Epcot. I love, I'm like a Disney history nerd, so I love like the story of Epcot and how it's unique and it's based more on experiences necessarily than attractions mm-hmm. and the theming. So that has to be my favorite. It's It's so unique in itself. Do you have any insider tips for for people going to Epcot, like what they should avoid, what they should make sure that they <laughs> do? Like, what's someone that what's a tip that's oh gonna gosh. heighten the experience for someone going to Epcot for the first time? Because oh, we got people listening all over the place, and they they yeah, may I have know. not experienced it like you have. I know. I feel like goodness, and I'm so rusty too because the park is like all under construction right now. At really? least Future World is super under construction okay um but i would say i would say you know what just don't put pressure on yourself maybe that's why i like epcot because Mm. the other parks like sometimes you have pressure to get so many things done Mm. but maybe because epcot is such a relaxed park like i would say okay you can have your itinerary like maybe plan different things if there's a certain type of food you like you know plan that restaurant but just allow yourself time to wander and mm. get lost in the theming because I think that's the most fun thing about Epcot. You know, that is great advice, especially for someone like me who likes to check the boxes. So much appreciated. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Hope, thanks for, for coming on after the message. Really appreciate you. Love talking to you. Uh, as always, you're, uh, you, you are a joy. So thanks, I appreciate mate. it. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. All right, guys, make sure you uh, stick with us as we continue on in our, our sign series. And we'll be talking about sign number three next week. Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at celebrationorl.org.